Hey, what's up? You're listening to Clone the Radio. I'm your host, Joseph Alex, and this is my show where I talk about random topics, anything that I'm working on in my music as Clone 334, or sometimes we talk about topics that could help you make music better. In the past couple weeks, we've kind of been on this uh, thought about getting into the studio, getting out of your own head, uh, having a little bit of a schedule or, or things that get you inspired to get into the studio and make music. And this week I'm going to try something a little bit different because usually I talk just right off the top of my head and just kind of ramble. And don't worry if you like my rambling, that's not going to go away. But this week I have an article that I got and it's been in my email for a little bit. But it pretty much goes right along with the topics that we've been talking about the past few episodes. I don't want to read the article to you, but I'm going to go down through it and read you his bullet points and then discuss my thoughts on it. Because I don't necessarily agree with everything here, but as always, these kind of topics are very personal. You know, so it's fun to speculate on what everybody could do to be more efficient in the studio. But I think I think it's a really personal thing where it varies so much from person to person on how you work. And it's always interesting to hear how other people work because you can pull some of that stuff into your life and then some of it doesn't necessarily work for you. Because, like... I'm usually really productive in the studio and I spend a lot of time and I put out a lot of music. But some people don't work that way. They only put out an album a year or they're more particular than I am or better musicians and they get everything more polished. And I, I tend to be more about like getting the ideas down and making music that's a little bit more raw, but it's still you know, through different techniques, you can get it out quickly. So this article is on sonicscoop.com. It's called Case Study, How to Hack Your Studio Productivity for 10 Times Results with Joel Wanasek. And right off the bat, 10 times the results seems crazy to me for all the stuff that he's saying. I don't know how he gets that number. There's no actual math in the article about time savings or anything like that. And he's assuming a lot of stuff in this article as well. So right off the bat, this guy's a professional studio engineer. So he's talking about going to a studio where he works for paid customers and mastering or mixing their music. So I would argue that if you're not already doing this stuff that he's saying, that there's no way that you're a professional mastering engineer because that kind of job is just so intensive and requires so much professionalism that you're not going to be dealing with a lot of the stuff that he's outlined. If you went into the studio and it took you 10 hours to master someone's track and you charge them for 10 hours, 
they would immediately laugh in your face and probably go somewhere else. So I'm not quite sure if this article really makes that much sense from that aspect. But he does have a lot of really good points and I think it can help a lot of amateur musicians like myself that aren't doing it professionally yet and kind of outline like maybe what they should be doing. Like if you wanted to be a professional mastering engineer, then you should be focusing on this kind of efficiency as well as getting good at mastering. So his first point is to discard anything that distracts you. And this is something that I talked about before too, because I, I mentioned how my studio, it's my home studio, it's my computer. I don't own several computers. So I have to balance my budget on this computer. I have to answer email on this computer. I play video games on this computer. I mean, it's, it's my computer, but it's also my studio computer. So part of that, is distracting you know if I sit down at my desk there's always an urge to play Skyrim instead of working on music but the thing is I like making music so it's not really an issue and I'm pretty focused but I can see how it could become a distraction where you're in the studio but you have a hundred other things to do and, and I actually do this on a micro level right here on my desk. Things build up on the desk a lot, and I'll have like a book I'm reading, and I'll have bills that need paid and things like that. So before I actually work on music, I'll plan out times that I'll like, okay, bills are getting paid Friday night, and that gives me all day Saturday to work on music without bills in my face. Or... I'll do a thing where like I just clean the desk and I get everything off of it and then I decide okay this synth needs to be here and I do need this book and and I'll put things back but his point in the article is when you go to work you're there to work and I disagree with that a little bit because when I go to work I'm there to get a paycheck and as long as my boss doesn't know that I'm not doing something, I kind of don't give a shit because I'm there to get paid. But when I'm here to make music in my studio, I'm here to make music and I do want to efficiently make music. So in the article, he says, like, don't open Facebook, don't open YouTube. And I've actually done something where Facebook is so distracting that... I don't have it on my browser. So if I want to go to Facebook, I actually have to type in facebook.com and hit enter and go to it. So that keeps you from, you know, opening up Chrome and there it is. Oh, well, I'll check Facebook first. It it does keep me from getting distracted that way. The idea of having your phone in airplane mode is another thing that he says and I don't think that's practical for everyone either because I don't know like when somebody sends me a message I usually want to see it and I don't find talking to people to be that distracting unless it takes up a huge chunk of time so I don't know I answer texts and stuff in the studio but I'm there for fun I'm not mastering for a client you know if I was hired to master a project for someone I would shut my phone off 
So that that's a pretty good point. The other problem too with this is I do need the internet when I'm in the studio. There's different sites that have resources and like charts and um, things like that that I'll pull up and I guess I could save those to my desktop or something but I'm not sure. He also says to prioritize tasks which yeah I mean when you go to the studio you should work on the studio <laughs> you know like it's one of those things that I guess is a good point but it's so basic that that's the whole point of the article how to be more efficient in completing your task number one prioritize the task and it's kind of like no shit I like things that get a little more in-depth than just telling you to visualize the goal his third point under here is to check your email and social media on scheduled times so that's the whole point of it like you're not on Facebook for an hour and then you wonder why you didn't get any music written that day I think that's a pretty good point he also has setting a routine down here and that's something that I find really good you know if I can wake up in the morning and I know I have the whole day to work on music that's like my ideal situation but getting into a groove where you can maybe just work on something for an hour or two in between other things that's a handy routine to have he also <laughs> this is something that I kinda disagree with but I also completely agree with so maybe I just disagree with how he wrote it but he basically says not to drink coffee or caffeine and that's something that I've done in my life. I used to drink Monster Energy drinks like almost every day. And I really like them and they taste good and everything. But the real reason I quit drinking them was because they're packed with tons of sugar. And they were starting to make me fat. <laughs> and, and I could just feel like shitty from drinking them. I don't know if coffee does that to people because I can't drink coffee because it immediately gives me diarrhea which is maybe too too much information but what I do now is I basically cut out energy drinks but now I drink tea so a cup of tea can have as much caffeine as a half a cup of coffee and most energy drinks have at least a cup and a half of coffee worth of caffeine in them so I'm getting a lot less caffeine drinking the tea and none of the sugar. So I would argue at this point that the caffeine isn't really the problem. You know, if it's messing up your sleep schedule, then that's an issue. But getting into the studio and having a cup of tea or an energy drink, actually last week whenever I wrote an entire album, I basically broke a year and a half of no energy drinks or soda and drank like a monster every day and bought some like good soda from this uh, place called Catawissa Bottling Company that make like these sodas so I don't know that helped me knock out a ton of music and it was pretty enjoyable so I say caffeine within moderation is probably still good for you although if you're having trouble sleeping I advise cutting it out completely and if you're gaining weight from sugar and you don't like 
gaining weight, then that's probably a good reason to stop too. But it's sort of a weird topic to have in a music, a podcast about making music. He also says to optimize your routine, which I guess is your daily routine. It's sort of weird because when I started reading this article, it was about being more efficient in the studio. And I thought it was going to be like tricks like how to set up your projects or something better. And here it's like life guru tips on like, so basically he says when you're grocery shopping or cleaning, that's when you can listen to your podcasts, which is good advice. I, I think that if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're just doing absolutely nothing, that might be a bit of an issue, you know, but chances are you're driving or you're playing a video game or something. But he says when you're doing your chores, I guess knock podcasts out of the way and stuff like that. And then he also claims like when you're sitting in traffic, you can be answering email, which I 100% disagree with. I think even if you're completely stopped in traffic, you should have your eyes on the road and on the people around you and not be answering texts because that's probably why you're stopped in traffic anyways. I, I don't know. I think that's horrible advice. So read this article. Most of it's good advice, but do not be texting while you're driving, even if you're stopped, because I've been sitting at enough people behind at green lights that are still texting. And that's pretty, pretty dangerous, really. He also has a uh, section on here about outsourcing low-level tasks, which to me, it has this whole thing about how you can make $2,000 a day, and if you, it's a whole wild thing about math, and I just can't fathom that anybody listening to this is making thousands of dollars a day mastering tracks. That seems very top end and highly privileged and I mean if you want me to master your tracks I will charge you far less than this guy and I don't know he probably does great work but it's just a whole section about math and how having an assistant in your studio can help you save time and money and when you read it it just seems like it lays out the problem in a way that doesn't relate to hardly anybody maybe like one percent of one percent of people that are making music nowadays but an actual example that makes sense is i like doing this podcast and i record the podcast it usually takes me about 20 minutes plus like a little bit of prep time and a little bit of uh <laughs> just getting the nerves up to turn on the mic and do it so if i can do a podcast in let's say an hour a week and I still have to edit that podcast. So if I record, then there's usually still two or three hours of editing that are involved. And it's two or three hours for me because I hate doing it. I hate listening to myself. You might relate to that if you also hate listening to me. But I doubt that if you've made it this far in the podcast. But editing the podcast is something that I find incredibly hard to do. So I actually have my friend Nika who edits them for me and I pay her to do that. And I think that's what he means on this outsourcing low level tasks. So I think if you're in the studio and you're making music, 
there's not going to be a whole lot that you can outsource, but you might gain by outsourcing high-level tasks. If you're really good at recording music and coming up with song ideas, but you can never quite get the mix right or the mastering, I think that's where you can really gain in making music, is finding someone else that can master for you if that's something that you struggle with. I mean, I didn't intend this to be an ad, but if you do need mixing or mastering for some kind of weird electronic music that you think I'd be interested in, I will definitely help you out with that. I don't charge very much to do it because I'm not the greatest at it, but if you listen to my music and think my music sounds good, I can probably make your music sound about as good as, as mine does. So if you're looking for mixing or mastering help, I am available to do that. And I will be very efficient in the studio now that I've read this article. And I won't waste your time with it. And this podcast has gone a bit long. I don't think I have an album recommendation for this week because I've just been so busy and I haven't had time to buy anything new off of my Bandcamp wishlist. So... I would be curious what your thoughts are on this article. Do you think that, that he had some good points? Or do you have any tips for me that would actually be more efficient in the studio? If you have anything like that, or, or you want to argue with me and say that, that I was too hard on this article, I'd love to hear it. You can send it to my email at leviathansushi at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at clone334. And I hope that this podcast has helped you out and made you a little bit more efficient in your studio. I don't know about the 10 times results, but even if we get a little bit, then I hope that that helped. And I guess I will see you guys next episode.